All right, we are in. We are good to go, ready to rock and roll. Oh, yes. And uh, cheers to the upcoming chat. We only got Michael Gonzalez here. What's up, Michael? <laughs> but uh, cheers to my guests that are here. But it's funny. You notice there is no Alki here. No Alki. And it's funny because I know uh, you mentioned, Daniel, earlier that you're cutting back because you're working out. And Jack, you said the same thing. Yeah. Back and look, look at what I'm doing. See, I'm following suit. That's right. Because I got to lose some of the gut. I got to lose some of the gut. I only have water in this in this tumbler that says "Boo y'all." So boo y'all. Yeah. It's just nothing but Gatorade, man. That's it. Gatorade. That's right. Ah, yes. Uh, so yeah, gotta lose some of this gut. I'm looking. I gotta get that dent. What? What is he joining? What is? What is happening right now? The okay. Iman is here. Oh. Man, what? What? No, he has arrived. Iman is here. Yes. What's going on, buddy? All right. Fucking <laughs> tired, oh, dude. I know. I you know. You're a hardworking man. I hardworking man. That's right. All right. Let us see. No, I have an issue here. All right. Can you guys see uh, how many people we got in chat? Is it still Michael? How many people are watching right now? Oh, there we go. We got nine people watching. Okay. I don't think it shows on, on our end. Well, I can't see no numbers, so I just see that we're live, and I can see the comments, but that's about it. Okay, cool. So we just got Michael. Oh, there you go. Oh, shit. We got Fluffy Pig Monster. What's going on, buddy? Welcome to the stream of Extreme. That's right. Get ready to rumble. Michael Gonzalez. So, uh, Iman. Uh, oh, what's up, Mateo? Batagilgia. Oh, what's going on? So, so uh, Mr. Death Metal, Mr. Death Metal here. Yes, Mr. Death Metal. So, so Iman, did, how was your 30-hour work schedule today? How was your 30-hour work schedule, Iman? <laughs> If it was 30, I wouldn't be here. That's true. That's true. <laughs> we think you're coming, man. I'm glad you showed up. So, uh, Daniel, the Sci-Fi Century is joining us. We're going to go ahead and get this cracking, lacking. I think we got enough people watching right now to get it rocking and rolling. Uh, we got Jax B, the Ripper. The Ripper. She is joining us. That's right. And we got a uh, brother from another mother, a homie Iman from back in the high school days. That's right. Joining us tonight. Gracing us with his presence. That's how we're doing it. And why are we here? We are here to talk this and wrestling star cat. Uh oh. <laughs> okay, like always, if he freezes, we take over, okay? Right. Yeah. Damn it. You screwed up my joke stream. Damn it. Stream screwed up my joke. I said we're here to watch David Arquette's documentary. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know he had one. Stream fucked it all up. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Chat, if you guys are watching, did any of you see the David Arquette Extreme Wrestling documentary? Yeah, this is real. Oh, I need to watch that. <laughs> so we'll, we'll keep an out. We'll keep an eye out for chat to see if anyone. We should watch it. And we should all talk about it next. <laughs> <laughs> all right. 
Oh, don't forget to comment, guys. Well, 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 it's not letting me. It hasn't shown up on mines yet, so I can't even see. Yeah, I can't even see it. Okay. Unless I want to do the private chat. For some reason, I could, I could do a private chat, not the... That's all right. I'll take care of it today. We'll figure I'll it out. It. Yeah, I'll just all wait. Right. All right, welcome everyone to another Verbal Nectar podcast. Another Verbal Nectar podcast. The Ridiculous Name brought to you by a ridiculous person. And today we're going to talk about Nail in the Coffin. The fall and the rise of Vampiro. I think earlier I said Vampiro and I fucked it up. Sorry. <laughs> so before we get uh, started with the our thoughts on the documentary, uh, the director, Michael Past, uh, reached out to me and was trying to let me know about it. And I really appreciate it because I was an idiot and I had no idea that this was a thing and this was out. So I'm completely fired. And uh, I did a trailer reaction to it, and uh, that was a lot of fun. Getting getting us, you know, a little little teaser, wetting the whistle there. And um, after that, uh, Michael got back to me and said that uh, he and uh, Ian, that's right, Van Pedro himself, saw it, the trailer reaction, and enjoyed it. I was like, oh shit! I was like, tell tell Van Pedro, don't kill me, man, because that guy knows Krav Maga, man. So. <laughs> But yeah, it was really cool that they, that they enjoyed it. I, that was really nice of them uh, to reach out. Oh, shit, we got Tino in the house. That's right, representing being a wrestling fan. That's right. Uh, Mateo says, can't wait to see the doc. Yes, make sure you guys check out the documentary. You can find it uh, for purchase on DVD and Amazon. You can purchase the Blu-ray, and uh, you can do what I did, and you can... Uh, rent it or purchase it off of Amazon Prime as well. But yeah, it's a must-see, and I really, really enjoyed it. So before we give our thoughts and what we liked about the documentary, let's talk about a little bit how we each discovered Vampiro. And I screwed it up again, Vampiro. And uh, I'll go ahead and I'll, <laughs> I'll kick it off. So <clears throat> kind of similar to what I said in the trailer reaction video, where I first was introduced to Vampiro in... WCW, and as soon as he as soon as he showed up, I was like, "Dude, who is this dude? Who is this guy, man? Like this guy, it's fucking dark. He's got a dark persona. He's badass, right? He's extreme. He's taking these hard bumps. He's doing fucking roundhouse front kicks and shit." I was like, "Who is this guy?" And then all of a sudden, I was just kind of like disappointed with how they were booking him. And then, I, and then the next thing I know, he's he's gone from WCW, and then I lost track. And then many, many, many years later. Uh, my my homie, uh, Iman here, uh, you know, sh uh, excuse me, I, I can talk, I can do it. Mwah. Exercise the lips. Mwah. Yes, my buddy Iman <laughs> uh, hit me up to Lucha Underground, which was a new, which is a new thing that was popping off and was very popular at the time. And he was like, dude, Vampiro Van is here. And I was like, what? And of course, you know, he's a little bit older and stuff like that, but they had a really awesome vignette. Uh, where he was like the psycho, you know, killer, and then he escaped from the asylum. He killed everybody, and then he showed up at Lucha Underground, and he had this crazy match with uh, extreme match with uh, Pentagon Junior. And I was like, dude, but it's great to see the guy. I, I feel bad that I lost track of him, but there's a little bit of there's a reason why we lost track, and the documentary kind of sorts that out a little bit, which we'll get to. Uh, why I kind of lost track of Vampiro because of the politics that was in WCW. But uh, yeah, I'm still a fan of the guy. 
I know he's involved with AAA and uh, uh, he's producing and stuff like that. And, and again, the, the documentary will go into that more. But yeah, that's my experience. So we'll go to Jax. How did you discover Vampiro? The Misfits. Mm. <laughs> okay. Well, there's a little bit more than that. Um, it was on Instagram and I can't remember exactly the account that it's called. But it was like something like old school wrestling. Or that's the name of the account. I mean, yeah. And I remember they showed a clip, like it was in the movie, by the way, where he has like you know Doyle and Jerry only and Vampiros yeah. over there talking and stuff. And I don't even like I didn't know the storyline, what was going on, but whatever. And yeah. then I saw like the Misfits wrestling with them, and I'm just thinking like you know what Jerry, not Jerry, um, Doyle could make a good wrestler. <laughs> I'm just like, he could make a good wrestler. So yeah. it was really entertaining to watch. And then eventually I investigated more and I found out eventually Jerry only did a podcast with um, Stone Cold Steve Austin. And I eventually found out a little bit more details about it. But yeah, that's how right. I discovered it. Nice. That's nice. Omni Blast went out and bought and purchased it already. And she says she's excited to watch it. And uh, we have uh, Mateo right here. He can't wait to see it. So we got a lot of fans here of extreme wrestling or wrestling in general, or just fans of really good documentaries are here among us. So props to you guys for reaching out and trying to see the documentary. All right. We'll go to uh, Iman. How did you discover Vampiro? I found him watching AAA back in the day when I was little. I actually went to a show in Tijuana with my brother and my cousin. No way. Yeah, Did so you see Rey him there? Did you see him there, or you just you were just at a show? No, he was there. Ray Mysterio was there. Oh, I'm jealous, man. That's awesome. Yeah, I, was like, I was like really, really young. How old were you? Yeah. Did you? How old do you think you were? Maybe like 14, I would say. Oh wow, wow! And a little little itty bitty wow. Marco. <laughs> so it was Ray Mysterio, Vampiro. Who else was there? Who else did you see live? I don't remember. Maybe the parka. I think the parka was there. Okay, so so Vampiro still looked like um, how he looked when I saw him in WCW. Do you still have the look, same look? That's awesome. Yeah, but, yeah, but I remember watching the shows. I'm like, wow, this guy's a badass. You know, the tattoos, the paint. Yeah. Yeah. It's usually all the all the luchadors like they're all wearing masks. They're all like fat and out of shape. <laughs> and he's like, he was like something totally different. Yeah. Nice. Actually, See, he stood out, man. Actually, I don't. I don't remember his WCW days at all. Yeah, I don't think I was watching by then. Yeah, it's it's not as memorable, obviously. But we'll we'll get to that when we talk about the dem the the uh, the documentary. But that's awesome. You actually got to see him live. That is pretty cool, man. Did you follow and him? It in like a, and it was like a dinky little town too. So I mean. That was back when it was back when it was still safe, I guess, to go to those kind of shows. Right, right, right. Was there anybody else of note that you saw wrestle that night, or those were the big names? Yeah, I went primarily for a Mysterio. Yeah, and like he was there, but yeah, he was yeah. just like an extra because I was for I was going for Ray. Right, 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 right. That's cool, man. That's awesome. You saw him, so yeah. Screw my story of experience of. Discovered Vampiro 
This guy actually saw him live. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty cool. All right, Mr. Sci-Fi Century. How did you discover Vampiro? Uh, all right, I'm going to try to make it as short as possible. Uh, well, I mean, as you know, I'm from El Paso, Texas, so and Juarez, we're a border city, so Triple uh, A and a lot of Lucha Libre was in was in Juarez. A majority of it took place in Juarez, plus Eddie Guerrero and the Guerrero family are from here, from El Paso originally. So, you know, like I never saw them. I never went to a show. I mean, I'd always be in Juarez, you know, partying and stuff when I was young, but I mean, I never went to a show, but I would hear about him and, you know, just the look, the way he, what he, you know, he was, they say he was from Canada, but he was, he was tall. He was, you know, he was muscular. He stood out, like he stood out, like really stood out. And, you know, he, um, and of course there was other, Ray Mysterio was Guerrero, La Parca, uh, Liz Mark Jr., Viano Five, all those guys, a lot of the Lucha is there from, uh, you know, going to, from El Paso to Juarez. And that's how I noticed them. But then when I really, really noticed them, I heard about him as far as going to, you know, when I would be in, in and out of Juarez and stuff. But when I really saw him was in WCW. And, I mean, man, it was just uh, – he stood out in not only just the way he wrestled, but, you know, he has experience in Japan. He's had experience in you know, a lot of places a lot, all over the world. And, like, you know, when I saw him and noticed him, it was, it was automatic, you know, that I was going to, you know, have an interest the way his style was. You know, not only was it hardcore, man. He was doing hardcore in Japan before hardcore was even WCW. And mm-hmm. like, you know, he did. And then they like, just, it was, to me, it was waste. It was just waste. Man. I mean, he had, he had all the talent in the world. He had to look, he was able to perform. He could do high flying maneuvers. So that's how I really noticed him with the WCW. And um, he could have been a lot more. He could have done a lot with his character, the way he wrestled. He was yeah. like, he was, you know, universal. He was multi-talented and everything. But like, yeah, but that's how I, that's how I really noticed him. And then I, afterward, I followed him a little bit more. He went back to Mexico. I think it was, uh, he went to, to Consejo Lucha Libre. Yeah. And, you know, and he went probably, to Triple A and other places, stuff like that. But that's all I know. Yeah. That's awesome, man. That's, yeah, that that's, was how probably, that's how I know. But, yeah. No, I was saying that was probably the best thing um, for him that he went back to Mexico after the WCW botch fest. Because I'm telling you, man, I mean, yeah, I like I said in my trailer reaction video, WWE, even AEW, all, all wrestling organizations have really horrible bad booking once in a while. And I just wondered, what, why are they not pushing this guy in WCW? I'm like, what is happening? Like, what is going on? But we'll get into that when we get into the documentary. Before we, get, before we start uh, talking about the documentary, you said you had one, an older one, uh, Daniel? Yeah, well, I, I did have it, but I don't know what I did with it because I like uh, burned it a long time ago. I think, um, oh. and uh, it was called uh, it was called uh, Vampiro, um, Angel, Devil, uh, Hero, and that was another. Do- some of the documentary, some of that documentary was actually added to this new documentary of Nail in the Coffin. And, oh, okay. Uh, I I saw that one. In that- yeah, and that one. Uh, I mean, not all of it, not the not a lot of it, but. There was some um, like mo- some of the main parts from the other documentary about you know uh, his daughter and what he went through right. and like the stuff he had to go through, especially in you know Mexico and right. you know having to make he made his own he actually made his own um, he made his own um, wrestling wrestling show and it was badass man it was a really badass oh, uh, nice. documentary on that one also nice nice all right we got uh, welcome Nate Dogs two twelve let's start the fucking ruckus. Omega on 32, welcome. And we got Baked Potato Joe Biden. Baked Potato Joe Biden, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> welcome. 
All right. Let's start with the fucking Rutgers. Let's get into it. Nail. I'm having to bring up my little bootleg list over here, my little my little bootleg bullet points here. But let's get into nail in the coffin. The fall and the rise of David Arquette. All right. <laughs> you know, I was just waiting for someone's mic to go bad. I was waiting for Iman or Daniel's mic to go bad so I can pull a vamp myself. Somebody get this guy a fucking mic! You know, I wanted to just yell that, scare everyone, and vamp on my own because it's fun. But, <laughs> but again, uh, Michael Past and his team involved, uh, they did a great job working on this documentary. It was very awesome. Um, whatchamacallit. Uh, Jax, you mentioned uh, that you thought this was better than some of the Dark Side of the Ring episodes. Well, also probably because they had more time. That's why I'm yeah. pretty sure Dark Side of the Ring, they're limited to like a 45-minute thing or an hour. And right. I think under Vice, I think, right? But... um. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it has to do with that because when you're restricted to an hour, there's so much you got to cut out. And even so, I remember when I saw the Owen Hart story, yeah, it showed outtakes too on Vice, and they couldn't add the whole thing in because they're right. especially that story. That was a long story, so and, um, yeah. And this felt more real because we it was real, and you know how bad it would have been if we had a bootleg guy dressed up like you know vamp paint. Yeah. Like we had a bootleg actor <laughs> playing. Yeah, that's the thing. They didn't have I mean, in those ones. It was all just the people. And then there was just like, you know, home footage stuff, yeah. you know? So where it's yeah. like, yeah, Dark Side of the Ring. Uh, I mean, Dark Side of the Ring is good, but it's yeah, just, it's like, you know, you have your actors in it, like playing a role. But yeah. But yeah, yeah, this was definitely better than some of those. I enjoyed it. Uh, I enjoyed the, the the part in the movie, excuse me, the documentary where his uh, his uh, lucha speech when he's trying to pump everybody up. Yeah, <laughs> I really really like that man. You can see the passion, you can see the dedication for for his art, and he even threw in a little bit of a little bit of humor in there too. Let me. There. Oh, oh God! It's gonna happen a lot. Yeah, we're gonna be every time we freeze, we always just do the RVD. So, yeah. am I back? Yeah, you're back. Okay. So yeah, what, cracked, what cracked me up in his speech was he threw in a <laughs> he threw in a little humor uh, after pumping everybody up, and he's all like. You know, all the Lucha Libre uh, veterans, all the legends, they looked out for me and protected me because I was going to get my ass kicked <laughs> because I was stealing all the women. <laughs> Which was hilarious. Oh, but yeah, I mean, you could see everyone around him. You could see the love. Like, just, just, it's fucking pro wrestling, man. It's pro wrestling, you know, and it's just, there's something special as well. We're fans. You know, we like all different versions, some of the extreme stuff, some of the strong style stuff, some of the extreme, uh, excuse me, uh, high flying stuff. You know, it's it's all good. It's all good. And it was it was really cool seeing him on the front, you know, kind of in front, just being the captain, you know, kind of guiding everyone and, and, and pumping everybody up so they get excited for the event. That was really, really, really cool. And, and it was something he brought up. I didn't even think about 
how he was saying back in the older days, the, the, the Lucha Libre icons were, were literally real life superheroes to their fans. You know what well, I mean? Not because of Santos, because, okay, like, you know, my dad's from Mexico. So I remember as a kid him watching all those Santos um, wrestling movies. Um, and I think I even bought them, like, when I was in high school for his birthday and Christmas, I will buy him the DVDs. It's been years. I haven't seen those movies in a long time, though. But yeah, it was. I didn't know till this day it was still that big. I mean, I knew it was yeah. big, not compared to soccer, though. But yeah. yeah, those films were big. And if you go into Mexico and mention Santos, they're all going to know who it is. Yeah. yeah. I think his son's still around, though. I don't know if he's still wrestling or not, but. Uh, Iman, do you know if his son yeah. is wrestling? Iman? What was that? You know, do you know if El, uh, Santos's son is wrestling? Do you know? No. Okay. I'm yeah, so <clears throat> Blue Demon, that's another popular one too. And you get those old mm-hmm. movies, you get Santos, El Santo versus Blue Demon. Mystery Science Theater fans out there, there was an episode where they uh, riffed a movie called Samson versus the Vampire Women. But if you watch it, that was one of the English titles. If you watch it, it was really El, it was really El Santo versus Vampires. Which was, maybe, I, I saw clips from the other movies, and I saw just the, he's El Santo in in his gear, just with a Tommy gun, just laying waste to the bad guys. And I was like, you know, this is the greatest thing ever. We need a we need a box set of this. But yeah, it's it's interesting. He was like, you know, when when they would come visit. Uh, the town to perform, it was like Captain America showing up. It was like Deadpool showing up. And it's, you know, you don't, people don't, you know, they don't think of, they don't think about it that way, but it's, it's like seeing your real life uh, superheroes. You know, it was pretty cool. Him breaking it down like that. I wanted to add something. <clears throat> What's up? I wanted to add something. Uh, oh, go I wanted ahead. to add something also before that. Now that we're talking about, you know, El Santo and El Santo is huge and, you know, everybody knows about him, you know, just like Jack mentioned, you know, he's huge. He's huge in Mexico, even as a superhero, more as a superhero than anything as a wrestler. But Vampiro also had his own movie called um, The Nighter or Warrior of the Night, Guerrero okay. de la Noche. So mm. he also had he also had his own film, and he's made he's made a few movies also. But uh, I I never I've tried to look for it. I tried to look for that movie for um, the, the movie that Vampiro came on, El, El Guerrero de la Noche, but I haven't been able yeah. to find it. But he has had a, he has had his own film. So yeah, he's made his own movie. So he's made some movies. Vampiro. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. We got Joshua Riddle here. Joshua Riddle says the wrestler was the story wrestling fans really needed to see. There are so many wrestlers we don't all see on TV. Known a few here in Portland. It's a tight knit group. But yes, me and Jax were talking about that yesterday. <clears throat> that's, that's a movie she still wants to catch up and check out. I was telling her, I recommended it to her. It was a very, very good movie, well-made movie, and uh, Mickey Rourke was great in that. So, if it, chat, if you guys have not seen The Wrestler with Mickey Rourke, make sure you check that out. All right, let's move on a little bit here. The convention so, scene is depressing, by the way. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Prepare yourself. Uh, grab the tissues. You're going you're gonna to need them. But still, very, very good movie. Uh, let's see here. So I was waiting for it. Um, I heard that um, Vampiro's you know, past in real life was, was very rough, and there were some dark moments in there. And then once the documentary got you know, a little bit more meaty, 
they mentioned the sexual assault, unfortunately, uh, by the priest that he had to go through. And he had kind of, it kind of felt, it kind of sounded like he just basically had to deal with it on his own. Like he didn't really go out and seek help. And I, and when he, when that part of the documentary came out, I was like, fucking hell, man, shit. Like, here we go, you know? And so I was like, oh, fuck, here we go. It starts. But, you know, it kind of, it kind of led him towards more of the rebellious side. And the good news is, is that he found his, he found his heroes, not just, not just later in wrestling, but, and uh, on the punk rock scene, you know, that's where he gravitated toward. And he saw these guys, their look, how they acted, how they performed, how they were on stage, the whole rock persona. And he was like, that's me. <laughs> He's like, that's that's me. That's what I want to be a part of. And, you know, that was kind of cool, too. I, I like the old high school pictures of him with the blonde hair. It was like all spiked up. That was fun seeing him like that. But I did not expect... The last thing I expected was to piece Vampiro with Millie Vanilli. Right? <laughs> I was not expecting that. Yeah, man. That's where I got my look from. Like, <laughs> wait a minute. And he was honest. He was like, "Yeah, I got kind of got the rage look from from them." But I was just like, "Vampiro, badass. Don't fuck with them. Krav Maga, motherfucker. We'll we'll wrap barbed wire around your neck with blaming on the rain." You know, I was just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what is happening right now? But, you know, that, that kind of gave him a little taste with touring with Millie Vanilli and, and kind of working behind, kind of being a behind the scenes guy. Um, uh, like he says, he used part of the crew that was basically the machine that kind of kept the show going. He did see a little, he got a little taste of the rock star life and how things happen outside and, and stuff like that. And there was a little bit of hints of the, in the documentary where, you know, he was with, you know, kind of under the mob's wing and had to go out and collect money. Uh, you know, that was interesting. And I'm sorry, but I want a movie. I'm sorry. I want a movie where, Vampiro goes out there vigilante style and robs pimps. Because that's what he did. <laughs> I want a yeah. movie. That's So he robs pimps at night and, yeah. and at day he dresses up like Nil Millie Vanilli. <laughs> this needs to be this is the greatest movie no one's made, Jax. Like this is the greatest thing ever. I, I want a comic book. That's what I want. But yeah, I think he realized, you know, if he would have stayed with that lifestyle too long, uh, eventually something was going to bad was going to happen. So he got out and he just said, fuck it. I don't know the language in Mexico. I don't know. Fuck it. I'm going to go fly over there. He flew over there, learned the language and got involved in Lucha Libre. Does anybody want to take it from here? Or you want me to keep keep going? You pretty uh, much well, gave out the juicy parts. <laughs> huh? I think, you know, you pretty much gave out the juicy parts. Um, I got go more. Go ahead. Go for it. Huh? Oh, let's yeah. talk about. Well, I was sorry, Jax. Oh no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, say, like, um, referring referring to his blonde hair, he looked like a he looked like a like a Bill, Billy Idol. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. He did. Yeah. Yeah. He looked, and he. And like not only not only did he learn about security and stuff like that and helping out with Millie Vanilli, man, but he was like, uh, you know, he learned he even he's also a musician, so I'm pretty sure he picked up a few you know a few pointers and learned how to freaking you know learn how to work the bass or work instruments and stuff like that. 
But like, yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, just I have to call the Billy Idol thing, man, because he's like, I mean, he, he's a big dude. He's like six two or six three, and that's the <laughs> big, that's the, like a huge. <laughs> that's a big dude, man. But yeah, that, that, that's what I wanted to call out, man. Yeah, no, yeah. that was a good call out. That, that's what I was thinking too, Billy Idol. Let's see here. All right. So he goes, uh, dabs his toe in the Lucha Libre scene. And I like how he said, uh, basically, how when he kind of got there in some of the some of the circuits, that uh, it was kind of like a mom and dad scene. You know, it was kind of like, oh, bring the family. You know, let's watch the wrestlers. But when he arrived, it was like the fucking devil showed up. You know? And I was just like, yeah. Hell yeah. You gotta you gotta you gotta you gotta flip things around, man. You gotta flip the script. You gotta you can't just have the same old, same old, same old all the time, right? You gotta and he wanted to stand out, and that's what he told his daughter, uh Dasha later in the documentary, that he wanted his goal was to be an iconic figure in his profession. And he definitely achieved that. Uh Jax, go ahead and keep talking. Uh should we just go on and talk about like the really relationship between him and his daughter? Because we didn't yeah. mention that part. That was okay. Very touching. Very touching. I was, I was not expecting to see that kind of side. You know, I mean, usually no. they want to keep their kids out of it. Yeah. Like I know when I seen like the, it was an early documentary of Stone Cold when he came out with the book. Like he barely had his girls in there, and that's it. And then you find out he has like another daughter, so he doesn't really. You know, you don't really hear wrestlers talk about their kids. Um. But they really have like a is not as bad as like how you said with like Jake the Snake was that his name? It wasn't like that, but they it was definitely a tough relationship yeah. because she's just worried that she's gonna have to push her dad in a wheelchair for her for the rest of her um his yeah. life. And yeah, and it makes sense. It does scare anybody. And then like he can quit. He could do a Twitch channel. Because even I was thinking about it. he keeps saying, I wanna play video games. I just wanna play video games. So I was like, start a Twitch channel you could fucking get the people on yeah. like just do it it's vampiro's like, twitch video game channel yeah make that like, happen vamp if you're watching make that happen <laughs> i was like why isn't anybody telling him this in the damn documentary like start a twitch channel yeah i was like look at what's her name um selena vega with her twitch channel that's why fucking wwe let her go because she was making money on the side so but yeah, no, that like that was a very interesting like you know take on their relationship and seeing that and everything and yeah, I really like his house, the inside of it with all those cars and everything. I really loved Dude, it. Can we move in because that that's like horror movie, everything there. I mean, it's like themed. I was like that house is dope. I was like that house is dope. I, I also love uh, Vamp's uh, 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 fashion style, if you will, wearing a. Bret Hart in Misfits font T-shirt. <laughs> I was like, "What? Bret Hitman Hart T-shirt, but with Misfits font." Yeah. And I think, I think, I think earlier in the documentary, he had a Black Label Society uh, vest on. I was like, "Yeah, fuck yeah, fuck yeah. Yep. that's what I'm talking about." No Milli Vanilli stuff though, which is good. But I still want that movie though. Vampiro hunts pimps. <laughs> I want it. Somebody make that movie. <laughs> Edgar, want to chime in? Iman? Mr. Iman? Chime in on anything? Would you like? Uh-oh. Oh, it's it. 
Uh oh, what happened? I have deleted him. Delete. He has been deleted from the channel. <laughs> delete. Delete. No, he'll probably come back. I don't know what happened there, but he'll come back. That's fine. He's that shine, Jax. Oh. That was it. He was only able to come on and say a few words and then disappear. <laughs> hey, no, he, he said hold on before you. You guys know how it says comments and private chat. Go to the private chat. I want to see if anybody can see that. Can you guys see that? I just see people in my comments. That's all I no, see. No, I, mean, I can see the chat on top. Oh, okay. Do it again. Okay. Um. Yeah, you put. Yeah, I, I can see it. No, okay. I don't. See, I don't see anything for me. Really? You don't see no. it? Told you where it says private chat. Okay, it says comments, but then it says private chat. So click on private chat. Well, I'm in. I'm not on YouTube right now. I'm in the StreamYard app. I'm in. Yeah, we're all on there. So we should have the option. Hold on, I'll take a picture of it. I'll take a picture of it. No, it's okay. Let's keep going. We want. We want people to think we're just. We want to bullshit. For yeah, that. I see. I see Daniel. Yeah, um, you have to see me. Uh, well, you have to show me how to do it later. But let's keep rocking and rolling there. So we have. Let's see where we are now. <clears throat> Oh, when he first joined, I love how he admitted uh, when he was first joining the Lucha Libre scene and, and getting his feet dirty, you know, being a lot of brutal matches and working hard and shit. I like how he said he just, he admitted he couldn't do a wrestling hold to save his life. <laughs> yeah. He says, I couldn't do a wrestling hold to save my life, but I'm a big, strong. Uh oh. The uh -oh. Okay. My back? Yeah, you're yeah, back. Yeah, you're back. Okay. You're back. But I like how he said it. I can't do a wrestling hold to save my life, but I'm a big, strong motherfucker. And when I'm in there, the energy from everyone gets cranked up. My wrestling opponents, the audience, energy just goes. Whoosh. And he's right. When he's in the ring, it's like, oh shit, someone's about to die. <laughs> you know. But I, I like how he admitted that. He's just like, I'm not a technical guy. You know, but I'm there to fight. How are we doing? Can you guys see and hear me still? Yeah, you're good. All yep. right. Let's yep. head over the chat. Let's go over the chat here real quick. Let's see what's going on. Let me see here. Oh, the sexy sumo is here. All right. We got Manny here, sexy sumo. And of course, and sexy sumo. In sexy sumo fashion, he says Ramses is the king of Lucha Libre. <laughs> Any of you guys say Nacho Libre? No. Uh, <laughs> this, guy, this guy got jokes. <laughs> All right. All right, here we go. Let's keep rocking and rolling here since we have people still chilling with us, which is awesome. Chat, you guys rock. Gonna keep going here. All right, so let's see. So obviously the girls love the vampiro gimmick. Obviously. He was basically a rock star every time he showed up. Um, but here's one thing I was not expecting and I did not know. Like vampire, like my vampiro uh 
experience, like seeing for the first time in WCW. Um, hold on one second. I think it's I think it's Iman. Hold on. <laughs> Uh, go ahead and do it, Jax. Oh, I I can't. That's the thing. I, it because. Oh. Okay. I'll I think it only works uh, when I'm not in the right. Gym. When yeah. you're just like in the in there. Okay. So what we'll do here? Hold on one second. Stop, Daniel. <laughs> so. Oh, you know, the funny thing is he's considered, he's actually considered a sex symbol in Mexico. Really? Oh yeah. I believe it. He is considered a sex symbol in Mexico. Even now? I mean, well, I'm, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about <laughs> now, but I mean, you, you were, you were, hey, you know, I am. So I'm, I'm going to shut up right now. So yeah. So, <laughs> so maybe Daniel, you can help me out with this one. So this one, I was not expecting. I was not expecting, uh, like I was saying, my introduction to Vamp, uh, it was in WCW, as well as Conan. I didn't know Conan, uh, you know, Viva la Raza. I did not know Conan, uh, you know, before uh, WCW. I was introduced to him in WCW. Then later I found out he had a, Conan had that horrible gimmick called Max Moon in WWE. Chat, do you remember Max Moon? Yeah, pulled me in on that. I was like, "Oh no, yeah. I was like, no!" He's from the future. He's from the future, and he's got cyborg. Oh, it was, it was terrible. Yeah, chat. Look up Max oh, Moon. Yeah, look up Max Moon. If you want, WWE really knows how to neuter some motherfuckers. I swear, <laughs> it's like they know how to neuter a person. Can you imagine if Vampiro were to go to WWE or would have? I mean, what they would have done. Oh, They'd botch him. He'd he'd be. They would make him um, a soccer coach gimmick or something. <laughs> Vampiro well, would be a soccer player. That's what they would make him over there, man. Well, I was thinking. Um, I, I wouldn't even think Vince would want him anyways because he wasn't like. It wasn't like New Jack uncontrollable, but the thing is, he had control of his own character, and that's how it just how he wanted it. Yeah, yeah. But yet, yeah, Daniel, help me out with this one. So. I did not know that Conan, earlier in his career, before WCW, I did not know that Conan was considered the Hulk Hogan of Mexico. And then when they, when they showed Conan, he was huge. He was so ripped. I was like, what the hell? That's the same guy? So, yeah. So, do you know any information on, on Conan's early years? Do you know anything about that? Uh, I didn't. I didn't really follow him. I didn't. I heard about him, but I wasn't really into because he had that. He actually had like a Conan gimmick. Like he he shaved. He cut his hair, shaved it like a mullet, just like you know, just like the comic cool. books and yeah, comic books in the Marvel comics. You know the the what that when he came out the Hyborian era, he actually yeah. did like the curls and like had the mullet and everything. He was uh, yeah, he was probably roided up, man and. He actually, the thing is, I noticed he did live in Juarez. He actually had a residence in Juarez, Mexico. And dude, like, dude had freaking lions, man. Real life, like, like cubs, lion cubs as pets. And oh I'm like, God. wow, man, that dude. Yeah, and he had, and then he had, uh, you know, he had horses and everything. So he was, he was big, man. He was, 
I didn't I didn't really know too much about him, but yeah. I just know that his first name is Charles. I just know that okay. his first his real name is Charles, but as far as that, I don't know. Uh, I just I never really followed him. I just know that he was he was a big freaking he was a big he was a he was a big shit in freaking in the he was a big deal. at that time. Okay. Yeah. All right, yo, if this is real, I just look I'm looking at chat right now. Zero says he was supposed to come to WWE. He was supposed to join the brood. Holy oh, shit. God. Holy shit. If that's that's legit, if that's real, dude, he could have owned. He could have owned it, yeah. He could have owned that. Still one of the best theme songs ever. Is I the love brood that theme song. song. To this day. I yeah. would love to use it as an intro before my videos, but fucking WWE will flag that shit. Yeah. <laughs> I need. That's I don't know. I gotta look. Huh? Go ahead, Daniel. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I just remember. I just know that, like, if you the thing about Imperial Man about Ian, like, he's he, he's not really that much. Like, uh, he, he never really lets his his ego get to him because he's the kind of guy that'll actually like he'll actually like put guys over. Like, if they like if if it, if an actual organization asked him to put somebody over, he'll yeah. do it. You know, just so it better's the company. And nice. me, I. I can imagine that he. I can imagine him going to WWE, but with just with the egos they had over there, especially with Edge, Christian, and Gangrel, yeah. and yeah, and all the guys from the brood. I think they he would have he could have fit in, but just because Vampiro is a straightforward, he doesn't like he, he says it like it is. He yeah. wouldn't last that long, I think, in my opinion, because probably he's just, he's just to the point where he, yeah, he'll do anything. He'll he'll do stuff that's ridiculous, but then he'll do more stuff to help the company, and then you know. But besides that, they would just. I think they would just have. Uh, you know, thrown him to the side of him in some little sorry ass, you know, made him a job that he, did, that he doesn't deserve, man. He, they would have botched it. it. But still, that potential, yeah. just thinking about that, hit yeah. Matt Beetle being yeah. in the brood. Oh, check yeah. this out. Well, Tino said, wow, I just looked up Max Moon. That's crazy, LOL. <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact, chat. I'm sure you yeah, know man. this. Oh, good evening, Martin. Welcome to the chat. Fun fact for you guys. I'm sure you guys already know this, but uh, Conan taught Bret Hart the sharpshooter. I don't know if you guys knew that. No freaking way. Yeah. Yeah. Look it up. Look it up. Now, if I'm wrong, I know I'm not wrong, but if I'm wrong, let me know. I'll take it back. (laughs) But that's what I heard. That's what I heard. Conan showed Bret. It's not. We're not. We're not bashing Brad. I'm just saying. I thought that was interesting because long time ago I didn't know that either. But Conan, Viva La Raza, Max Moon taught Brett the sharpshooter. All right. Wow. Sexy Fumo says Stone Cold Steve Austin is numero uno. Agree. <laughs> He's cool. All right. Back back to the, the man himself. Let's get back to Vamp here. All right. So, yeah, I did not know that Conan was the <laughs> Hulk Hogan. But, yeah, it looked like from the documentary there was already issues there because Vampiro was stealing all the fandom. And uh, Conan had issues with them. And and remember when I said earlier, like, I was like, he was in WCW. There was potential there. They even teamed up. They even teamed uh, Vampiro up with my boy, the great Muda, who's my favorite old school Japanese heavyweight wrestler. The Great Muda is so fucking badass. You know, when he sprays the mist and all that shit. He's so bad, badass. Keiji Mudo, my favorite. He's so badass 
that there is footage online that you can find where it's an electrified steel cage match goes wrong, and Mood is in the Mood is in the cage, Sting's in the cage, and I think Flair maybe something goes wrong and part of the cage gets set on fire. Okay, oh, you shit. can you can see this. Guess what Muda does? Because at the time, they don't have fire extinguishers. They bring all that shit in later. Guess what Muda does? The great Muda climbs up the ropes, goes up the cage, and does the mist and blows off the fire. Damn. Oh, wow. I like what the sexy suit was. can't wrestle when the sun is out. <laughs> this guy throwing shots. Oh, shit. We got another... Yeah, Great Muda is the best. And I remember at one point they put them together and I was like, oh shit, Van Peter and the Great Muda together. And I remember them winning the tag the tag belts. And I was like, finally. And then nothing. Nothing after that. Sexy Sumo says he also hates garlic. <laughs> so sexy sumo, we have to ban you. No show, no crosses. We have to ban you from the Oh man. <laughs> Be like the compose you. <laughs> Zero says Ricky Chosu invented the sharpshooter, uh, Tino. But yes, he's replying to Tino. But yes, Conan taught Brett how to do the hold. Look at that. Look at that. Wow. But yeah, again, they just botched. Oh, but you know what else we forgot to mention, though? You know, we talked about like how WCW wasn't good at booking him what you also forgot is we had sting who turned into the crow all of a sudden that kind of just overshadowed it too and sting was like their money maker you know the one they yeah. relied on right well the thing is is i know at some point they booked them to go against each other and i remember it not being satisfying i don't remember exactly what happened but i remember it was kind of like it should have been the main event at a pay-per-view vampiro versus sting and or crow sting and I just remember just either I was disappointed at what I watched or somebody botched or the booking just fucked it all up. I don't remember. But I think the, I think the, the booker, I think he's an idiot because I don't think the audience is that stupid. I think they could tell the difference between Crow Sting <laughs> and Vampiro. Okay? How many wrestlers out there wear face paint? Well, that those two and, and the Raven, none of them. I mean, they had like similar tastes and darkness, but that was about it. But they did not look alike. Right. It's like I think I think they're just stupid. The stupid booking. We're not that dumb. We could tell the difference. They both wrestle completely different. Sting comes down from the rafters with a cable with a baseball bat. Vampiro is totally different. <laughs> like it's like it's just bad booking. But anyway. But no, that was a good point to bring up, Jax. Yeah, Sting, Sting was Sting was more like Sting was he was he was just about the gimmick, man. Vampiro, that's how he lived. That's what he that's what he liked. That's what he did. Yeah. The way he dressed, the way he did stuff, that's how he lived. Yeah. And I love how uh, that was one of my favorite parts of the documentary, is that he basically says that in an interview. You know, like this is a way of life. You know what I mean? The out we're here to represent mm-hmm. the outcasts, you know. And I like how he mentioned, um, and also he says, he's like, I don't care about wins and my wins or losses. I'm here to fight. When a guy says that, you you push that guy to the moon because people want to see that guy. They want to see the guy who just wants to fight and doesn't give a shit about winning exactly. or losing, but you know what happens. But but I, I, I like how he mentioned how 
um, the older guys, the old guard, didn't really understand what he was trying to do or what he represented, you know. But, um, you know, and the politics, back to the politics again, with Jeff Jarrett and, and Conan doing his thing over there and a lot of politics. Jeff Jarrett was on something in the beginning of that documentary. Thank you for bringing that up, Jax. I'll let you take it from there. I'll bounce in. Let, go ahead. Talk what about that scene. That was nuts. He tries. What was the guy he was trying to start a fight with? The <laughs> guy? Jeff Jarrett had a death wish. Yeah, he had a huge death wish with that one guy in the beginning. It was a yeah, pro boxer. And then later he was like trying to talk shit to Yeah, later he was trying to talk shit to Karrion Cross, kill a cross. I'm like, dude, you wanna die? Karrion Cross had a chair. He had a chair right there. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> and yeah, so they have to separate that. But yeah, I just remember Jeff was going in the back. Like you, you could tell when I started noticing there was something wrong with him was when he went where the producers were and Van Fito was right there watching, you know, the screens and everything. Yeah. He was saying something weird. I was like, what is he? I don't understand. I thought like I could try to be watching yeah, it. Yeah. I was like, maybe it's just my, you know, I mean, I just not paying attention or something, but yeah, you're good. We see okay. you. Don't worry. So, um, but yeah, no, it's just that he, he was just starting shit. He was saying the weirdest thing. Who was that other a uh, wrestler that was right there sitting down with them. Morrison, John Morrison. Oh, yeah, yeah, John Morrison. John yeah. Morrison is yeah. in it too. He he does the whole AAA thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, was, was Jeff Hart. I'm Jeff Hart. Was Jeff uh, drunk? He they, looked like something they, didn't look right. He was. He looked, he looked like he was drunk because drunk you wouldn't be able to walk that straight you know what i mean okay I mean, he could have been a little drunk and mixed something else but it was just like he walked perfectly fine he just wasn't functional yeah yeah but as soon as he showed he up wired. yeah he was wired as soon as he showed up he's like you suck and you suck and you suck I'm like what is happening you see ben Pedro's face he's like what is going on right now and uh jeff you know, could have died that day. That's all I'm going to say. And even, even, you know, when they finally got him out of there, Vampiro, you know, he takes Cross aside and he's like, look, I know you were about to go. He's like, I appreciate you not killing him, basically. <laughs> he was like, I know you're about to go. I apologize. I'm sorry. Uh, but Cross was very respectful, too. He's like, no, I understand. You know, you know, he was very respectful, too. But, you know, it just, I, it's, it was just crazy, just the stress, uh, that uh, Vampiro has to deal with, with trying to produce a show. And then even he said himself in the documentary, he's like, what is it? He's like, you mix ego with what? Do you remember? With steroids or something like that? Yeah, you mix ego with drugs and steroids. And a whole bunch of these guys are like that. He's like, yeah. that, he said, that's, I was expecting him to say that's a bad combination, but he said, it's common. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. I remember what he said. He said that the worst kind of drug in professional wrestling is your own ego. Yeah. When you believe your hype. When you believe your own hype, exactly. And then and then Jeff Jarrett. I, I, I never liked Jeff Jarrett since I first saw him in the 90s, and I don't like him now. And then the fact that he was throwing taco shells in, a, in an audience in Mexico. They sh that like, was in the documentary. Yeah, he was throwing motherfucking taco shells. I'm like... Oh, I'm like, dude. And then Vampiro was pissed, dude. Ian was like, fucking, that dude was like, I can't believe this motherfucker is doing this right now. 
Like, I cannot believe this motherfucker is doing that shit. And dude, yeah. and not only not only that, I I wish I wish he would have let uh, Cross freaking beat his ass, dude. And he had a chair. It was ready dude. to like really hurt them with a that chair, dude. Been, that would have been the end. Yeah. Y'all, dude, that was like, yeah, man. I, I, I was, was like pissed. About, too. I was pissed. Too, I mean. Yeah. Like uh, yeah, I mean, but yeah. Uh, he could have died by the boxer, the pro boxer. He could have died by Cross, but Vamp could have fucked him up too. He's oh, lucky yeah, Vamp exactly, yeah. back in the old days. You know what I'm saying? But exactly, uh, man. oh, we got. I think almost anybody with like some kind of fighting ability could have beat the shit out of um, Jeff just because like they're more aware of what they're doing. Thanks, Tom. I'm trying to. I'm trying to lose weight and look like Daniel. Yeah. I agree, I agree. I agree, Jax. <laughs> Have you noticed yeah. our names are all like they, they can't be wrestling names? Like we got a fat samurai guy. Daniel Sinister. I'm sorry, wrong Daniel. My bad. Fat <laughs> Century, you could be the moon man. You could probably you be a better job. Oh. Oh, Jax, the <laughs> I'll be I'm Rikishi. I'm I'm Rikishi. Remember, what, oh my god, he's still around. What happened to Rikishi? I don't know. Tino, what happened to Rikishi? Let us know. I, in saw chat. Him, I saw him two years ago on Total Divas. <laughs> oh god, that show wow. is still around. Uh, oh, I, I hated that that reality show. I was like, god damn, WWE would do anything. It's like, you know what that show needed? The what? show needed Vampiro to show up. <laughs> Oh, you fucking sluts. Get out of here. Good job. No. They needed the red rooster. Yes. <laughs> they needed oh, the red rooster. Oh, my God. <laughs> What's up, chat? Yo, what what y'all know about the red rooster? The greatest of all oh, time. Why did, I, why, did I, why did I think, why did I just figure that was going to come up? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's Jackson's forever <laughs> Ever since I showed Jax, that's her favorite wrestler of all time. All my favorite. Over Steve Austin. Over Steve sure. Austin. Over yeah. the Undertaker. Over else. We get some the more Rooster. likes on the video. I'll, yeah. I'll do some more. Red Rooster for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. Tino responded. So he goes, they have a school in L.A. called Knox Pro. So that's what Highlight Mr. Death Metal. Oh. That's oh. what Rikishi's doing. All right. Yeah. Mr. Death Metal. True, absolutely. Tell no you. talent at all whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tino says when Red Rooster came on, it was bathroom break time. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest. I think there was one time, time. in the Royal Rumble. I think did, I think there was one time in the Royal Rumble that he like ran in, did his thing, and they just and he, they just threw him out. I think he was in there for like like ten seconds, and he flew out. In a Royal Rumble, I think. Oh my god! So kind of similar to the Bushwhackers. Every time the, it was like a running <laughs> joke. Every time the Bushwhackers came out, oh, here come the Bushwhackers! Get tossed. Oh, there go the Bushwhackers. <laughs> oh man! Oh. Poor Luke and Blake. Let's get back to the nail here. All right, we're having too much fun. Here we go. All right, <laughs> so we are at now. Still want that movie? Hunting, hunting pimps. Vigilante. Vampiro. Vampiro. Want it. <laughs> I want it. 
All right. Oh God, that was a good. I, I, he had an interesting life. That guy, Fluffy oh, yeah. Gamer. What? What? Uh-oh. Yeah, That's Fluffy Gamer, no red rooster. What up? What up? Do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, back to the, the 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 touching story with him and his daughter Dasha's relationship. I just I I thought we were gonna get like you said, Jax. I thought we were gonna get a Jake the Snake moment where they didn't even like she wants to. She says she wanted to kill him, or like I expected a lot worse. I I expected that, or I expected just a typical like, oh, I don't know my dad. Right. You know, kind of kind of situation. He's always working, but it's like it, it. It was really heartwarming because even so, even if he was working a lot, I mean, the guy facetimes her all the time. He's yeah. always like, like it was just really sweet that you yeah. see also like this machista kind of guy. Yeah, but yeah, he's talking to his daughter. He's like, no, no, show me your makeup. I want to see. Like, yeah, I like your hair. My dad never fucking did shit like that with me. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. He wasn't a machista, thankfully, because we all yeah. know how I feel about those guys. Um, but he wasn't like, I mean, my dad kind of did like, I, I don't know if anybody remember in the 90s when the Spice Girls were big and they came out with those shoes, the sodas. Like, I remember he actually bought me a pair because my dad is stylish for some reason. <laughs> like, he'll be looking like Frank Sinatra sometimes. But my dad is like, oh, here, I bought you those shoes because I know they're popular. Like, he did little stuff like that. Yeah. But no, he said his daughter comes first. Yeah, and that was that was very touching. And you don't that really was very that. touching. You don't hear that from anyone, especially when it comes to their daughters. Always about the son. Yeah, and we're especially in that line of work, though. Yeah, producing a whole wrestling show by himself, and even even Karrion Cross had some some heartfelt words to say about. You could tell he really respects Vamp, but even he said in the documentary, like. um, he has all the respect in the world for Matt, but he takes on everything by himself. Yeah. Like, and almost he needs some help and he needs a team to help him. Otherwise he's, he's just doing everything. But even during all that, he still takes the time to make sure his daughter gets to that Krav Maga class. Make sure you punch with the two top knuckles. <laughs> yeah. Like she takes boxing class. He was like, yeah, make sure you punch like how I taught you. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm talking about. That's right. And, what? and I'm glad they put them like they, he puts his daughter in like some type of martial art kind of thing. Cause I hate it when like you see these boxers and wrestlers or whoever, and then they have their daughters like in ballet, like they don't want them to do same. I understand a little bit with boxing because yeah. that, that especially I could understand why you try to like, you know, lean them away, not to go in that kind of lifestyle. But at the same time, it's like, come on, they need to learn self-defense. Cause look, they're the, they're the son. Even if it's your son, it's like, look who oh, the yeah. dad is. Everyone's going to try to pick a fight with them. Oh yeah. And yeah, I'm all for females learning martial arts. Do it, do it. I'm all for it. But um, another another funny moment that made me laugh was uh, when they're at I don't know if they're at a bowling alley or a restaurant and they're eating. Yeah, she's all like, "You need to grow the braids back out. You look cool with the braids. They're so mint." <laughs> it took him a second, right? And then you saw his face. He was like, <laughs> "It's yeah. like." What? What was that? <laughs> but yeah, it, it's very, very touchy. She looks story. just like a man. She looks resembles him. She looks just like a man. Almost, yeah. Like and I thought that was cool. Like, towards, like, 
And then that was cool how she did the braids towards the end with her hair kind of like almost like making a symbol for mm -hmm. him almost. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even notice yeah. that. That's good. Good point. It looked good on her. Yeah. That was a good good point, uh, Jax. Good call it. I didn't even notice that. That's pretty. That's true. Now let's see here. Injuries, man. Holy oh. shit! All right, so he has Alzheimer's. Feel? By the way, you guys, like I, know. I don't know if anybody knows that he has Alzheimer's now. I know. I know. But injuries. Did you see the the power bomb from the top rope from Mike Awesome? Did you see that? And that yeah. was the one that he's talking about where he fucked up his neck. Because the way, yeah. I mean, so Jax, that's Mike Awesome when we were doing our ECW stream. Yeah. That big dude. That's the guy, oh, okay. that's the talented motherfucker that they gave him the fat chick thriller gimmick. <laughs> and if and then he likes fat chicks. <laughs> and then when that didn't get over, they turned him into Mike Awesome, that 70s guy. Yeah, I remember. I, was, I saw a picture of that. Yeah. Really? That was really bad. Really? Yeah. So that guy's already huge. And him coming down from the top rope, power bombing. I mean, that's, dude, that is brutal. But, you know, Vamp wants to put on a good show for everyone. Make, you know, he takes the bumps. You know, that's what he does. But um, let me see. You can tell that as much as he loves the, the, the profession. That even he at some point at his age is like, dude, I'm tired of them booking me, you know, to, for these matches. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know how much longer I can do this. And even his doctor was like, just produce, goddammit. <laughs> just produce. Stop getting in the ring. Stop getting in the ring, you know. Uh, but it's hard to stop doing what you love. I just I wish him all the best and, and best health. Uh, all, all I got to say, though, is that one scene at towards the end of the documentary where he's, he could barely walk. Oh. Don't, don't forget the wear and tear of all these bumps and, you know, the, the drugs to help with the pain and all that. That doesn't help either. Uh, what but, was that one part where he was like, I took like 50 somas or 40 somas just to move today? Yeah. That shit stops your heart, dude. Yeah. It's like, ah. Yeah, it's it's nuts. But just seeing him kind of struggling, I'm sure he's a lot better now. He he's walking fine now. But at that part of the documentary, you could see he was barely walk. And then that one scene where his daughter's on the she, she's on the outside on the curb. Uh, uh oh, we lost Jax. I'm here. I just got okay. to all right. All right. And um, you see him, Daniel, him trying to step off the curb with one foot, but he. It was slow, like he could barely just get that one foot down and then barely get the other foot and then start walking to the car. After seeing that, I am going to pretty much stop publicly complaining about my back pain from now on. kind of like, well, it was like this almost. It kind of was weird. Yeah. 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 Yeah, seeing what he's going through, I'm gonna stop bitching. I'm gonna stop being on fucking Facebook and be like, "Oh, my back is killing me today." I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop doing that because because Vamp is too manly and he's making me look like a bitch. All right. Yeah, All right. He's, he's but yeah, man, he, hopefully, hopefully now he is still just producing the show AAA, and um, 
you know, not really getting in there. Of course, he's, he'll probably get in there for fun. Um, oh, did you see the the part where the the guy fucked up the music? Yeah, and he's all there play the fucking music. Yeah. The first time I saw that was in a Botchamania episode, and they highlighted that, and it was just like, oh god, I felt sorry for him because it's supposed to be the big Q. He's supposed to go in there, and he's like sitting there, like play the music. It's like he he said himself, like producing the show, handling the camera angles and the storyline and all that, and and the, and a little bit of the booking. He's kind of wrestling again in a way, but just differently, you know, behind the scenes, you know. And he's like, people, he's like, people ask me, you know, why do I punch a five thousand dollar screen? <laughs> why do I throw chairs and shit? It's because I'm passionate. What's happening? Damn it. That should inspire you, you know. Hey, I'm not. Gonna, I kind of agree with him to a point because when I used to like order the pay per views and stuff like that, I was like, yeah. I totally look like the typical wrestling fan just yelling at the TV and like I threw. Who remembers when it was the WrestleMania with Ronda Rousey? Because everyone knows how much I hate her. So who remembers? Not not just her. It was when they inducted Goldberg and all that stuff. Because everyone knows how much I hate Goldberg. But who remembers on my? Instagram, like how I was posting pictures of me throwing toilet paper at the damn TV screen. <laughs> Does anybody oh, remember? remember that. That? Was that like was that when Goldberg came out or something in the Hall of Fame? Goldberg, Goldberg came out in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, it was like three years ago, I think. No, two two years ago. I I can't remember. I just know it was right after the first uh, Wrestle. I mean, the first Royal Rumble. I think I'm not sure. But yeah, it was when Ronda Rousey came on. Came on. It was like 2018. It was just yeah. <laughs> Mr. Death Metal remembers. <laughs> I remember. Yeah. You mean the, so I'm one of those. The, you mean the first? Uh, huh? Did you mean the first? Uh, are, you, are you talking about the first women's Royal Rumble? Yeah. Well, I meant like it happened. Like I think it happened right after that. Yeah. So I think it was that WrestleMania that happened right after that because Rousey came on. That's why. Yeah, because that's when oh, Rousey. Okay. Yeah, she came after the Royal Rumble, the first one, because uh, Asa, what's her name? Asa. I forgot Asa. her name. Yeah, Asa. like they were asking her like, oh, like who, like which belt do you want? Even though she was like, what was SmackDown? But yeah, she could choose the other one. And then in comes in Ronda mm -hmm. Rousey. Yeah, so. I remember then when WrestleMania came on, I, I can't remember all the matches correctly, but I just remember I wasn't happy, so I threw toilet paper at the screen. <laughs> I'm that person. I get crazy. Like, I get crazy, too, when it comes to wrestling. Like, I get hey, passionate. We're there supposed to... Hey, we're, we're supposed to be entertained. We're supposed to be there to I, have the fun. Crazy. Yeah, the only reason why I threw toilet paper because I didn't want to throw chips and have to sweep that up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to make a mess. Toilet paper is easier to clean up. <laughs> you use it later. <laughs> you don't have to break anything with it. You don't have to. You don't have to break anything with it. It's so soft. You just okay. There you go. Yeah, I didn't want my dad to yell at me for breaking his big screen TV because everyone, when everybody walked in the house, the first thing they noticed is like, "Wow, look at that TV." <laughs> that is the first thing they all notice. So I did not want my dad yelling at me for that. Yeah, that would have been that would have been bad. But yeah, back to the documentary. Uh, I, I like how well paced it was too. Mm 
There was really any slow, boring moments. It was very interesting. It kept you on your feet, kept you interested, and uh, very well paced. I do have a criticism, though. I know. I know. It's okay. okay. I do have a huge criticism about the documentary. You ready? You got to be honest. You all know I'm honest here on the channel. You know I'm honest, right? My one true criticism of the documentary is... I wanted more, damn it. Yeah. Oh, damn it. Needed yeah. to be longer. <laughs> we need a series. We need a series, damn it. Look at Fluffy Gamer's comments. Let me see. Hold on. Fluffy, yeah. Next time you, you <laughs> this guy. <laughs> oh, God. But, yeah, I, I wanted more. I, I, I did want more, though. But maybe there's... I wouldn't be surprised if there was uh, extra footage, like on maybe on the Blu-ray or the DVD. I wouldn't be surprised. Because the trailer had a lot of yeah. stuff they were saying, and it wasn't in the movie. So that's why yeah. I, that's what I was wondering, too. Right. All right, Tino. Yeah. Get, your, get your workout on, man. Thanks for stopping by and joining us. And we're talking wrestling. That's right. We, want, we might have you on next time. Talk about wrestling. Get this guy. Yeah, I, think out after, I think after this, I'm gonna do some Pilates because oh, yeah. just, I've been doing that for the past two days, and oh my god, I feel so much better now. It's All just- right, sexy sumo, take care, take care, buddy. Thanks for stopping by. Uh, but yeah, I, I love how all three of us were all like back to working out, man. All, all gonna be we all, all three of us gonna be looking good. You know what I'm saying? That's right. <laughs> got to do it. Oh, we got. Fluffy versus Samurai in a cage match is money. I agree. I agree. That's pay-per-view, baby. That's pay-per-view so, right there. <laughs> 100 grand. Put it on my PayPal account. No, it's good. <laughs> pay-per-view. Oh, here we go. Paul Martinez, yes. Thank yeah, you. Here we go. So, yeah, that's what we were talking about. Like, maybe there's extra footage on the Blu-ray or DVD because uh, – I did want to hear what happened there because they you have that scene in the trailer where he's like, I got shot, I got stabbed, I got kidnapped. And I kind of wanted to hear that, but they, they don't mention that in the documentary. So like I said, maybe there's bonus footage or extra interview footage um, as well, hopefully on the Blu-ray, because it would be nice to hear about that. And Jax, you brought something up the other day that you wish they would have talked about a little bit in the documentary. Do you remember? I say a lot of things, so I can't remember. And I have <laughs> I think it was uh, a cult related. Oh, okay. Due to the fact that I'm a witch, um, <laughs> I know that he does like, or he has studied some occult stuff. And I wish he would have brought at least a smidge of it in, like talk about it. But then again, the stuff he has done is like really like, you know, practicing this stuff and everything. I know there are certain people you go up to and you don't repeat what you learn, right. but it's not the fact that you have to repeat it. It's just the fact that like, he could have just said like, yeah, I'm also an occult practitioner or I do stuff like this, but he doesn't need to say the recipe. You know what right. I mean? So right. I wish he would have talked about that a little bit, but they yeah. didn't. Yeah. He probably couldn't, you know, but I just remember that shoot interview he was on and, uh, he was just like I, you know, I fascinated with the with the occult and other and other you know types of religion and stuff. But he said that he traveled around to learn and he's seen some things <laughs> and experienced some things and he can't talk about it. 
for the safety of himself and the guy giving the interview. So that's probably why we didn't get <laughs> any more on that. But uh, we have EJ Ram V2 here. Still have to see the documentary. Awesome. You rock. Uh, Vampira was a good underrated color commentator for Lucha Underground. Yes, he was. And uh, just to go back to what you were saying earlier, Jax, about seeing the sensitive side uh, of Vamp, when you have that really good scene at the end where you have Max Stryker, who was the other commentator for Lucha Underground, basically saying, like, he loves the, the real Vamp, not the persona Vamp. You know, he he vamp that cares yeah. for his brother, the vamp that's a professional and loves the sport of pro wrestling and uh, everything on the other side. He's like, I don't fuck with that. <laughs> but uh, that's who that whole commentary was really like so much love for Vampiro. Like they just they all talked about the the good side of him. They all talked about how much they love how he loves his daughter like they just that's what that was a thing i noticed with this documentary like it was a masculine documentary but without the machista shit because we all know how i feel about that i don't think that's masculine at all it's just undercover pussy in my opinion so um so it's like i just couldn't believe like you know you see something like the stone cold steve austin documentary back in 2004 or 5 it was all like you know him covering up and everything. It was all masculinity and all that shit. Like fake shit, right? Um, you want to talk about how he beat up Deborah? <laughs> so, um, so yeah, like you see all these other documentaries. Like at least with Eddie Guerrero, we saw like family time. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. But it's like even so, and I love Eddie Guerrero and everything. I thought the documentary they did with him back in two thousand. Four, I think, or five was great. Yeah. But Vampiro was very touching because he had like a lot more people coming out and saying all these good things about him. And it's like, and it wasn't just like just about him personally. It's just about like everything in general. And you yeah. don't hear that from anyone, from any person, actually. I was browsing. No, you're correct. I was browsing uh, YouTube yeah. the other day and I came across some wrestling matches and I came across an Eddie Guerrero match. Yeah. And I turn, I was watching it for a little bit, and I turn and uh, to Lady Fat Blood, and I said, "I miss Eddie." Yeah, I really do. He really was something special. Let's see, what we got over here. Zero uh, says Matt Stryker is like a brother to Vampiro. They were great as a commentary duo. Wild to believe that my striker almost did not get the job if Josh Matthews did not choose Impact. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that. Because Josh Matthews is over in Impact right now. But uh, And then Brandon says, I miss 82. I think we all do. We all do. But, yeah, very, very touching, heartwarming. Uh but the thing is, too, due to the fact that it was like Vampiro, it was touching and heartwarming, yeah, but without the pukey cheesiness to it. And it's yeah. the thing I hate is pukey cheesiness, yeah. kind of touching shit. Probably because he's just such a dark character. And you really saw, like, the struggle, what he was going through mentally and emotionally and everything. Yeah. Like, he yeah. kept saying, like, I don't like being famous. I don't like being famous. And, and he just wanted to be able to go with his daughter and just do regular shit without being recognized. Yeah, just go play in the park. Yeah. Without being bothered. The one, the one guy that was bugging him when he was at a restaurant for a yeah. long 
He's like, I don't fucking care if you like me or not, damn it. That's what he was saying. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was very, very, very interesting, exciting. He was still getting What's up, Danny? What's up, Danny? No, so he was still like, it's funny how he would still get, you know, so he was saying he would get like, um, like he would get mad and he would, like, he, cause he, he didn't like, like Jack says, he hated being a celebrity. And even when he would get, he would get pissed off, even though he would get super pissed off, he would still sign their autographs and he would still talk to him. Yeah. Yeah. It's like this guy's mind, he couldn't really control his mind. I kind of noticed, like, his mind was just here and there. Like, he is a good example of a Gemini. Yes, I looked up his damn zodiac sign. He is a very good example of a Gemini. <laughs> so, but yeah, no, it was just like, I felt like he just couldn't, like, be centered. He needed to center himself a lot. Yeah. But he just couldn't do it. Yeah. And in a way, I'm really glad, uh, even though he said, uh, back to the WCW talk, he said that being in WCW was the three worst years of his life, just wasted time there. Um, that could be for him, but for other, for us, you know, we that was our introduction to him. So even yeah. though his booking was bad there, I still, in a way thought uh, he made some kind of impact because that was what introduced him to, to at least the mainstream audience. And in a way, I'm kind of glad, as much as him being in the brood, as much as fun as that sounds, it's probably a good thing he did not go to WWE um, because yeah. that's they would have botched it like Daniel was saying earlier. They would have messed it up at some point. Uh, especially, like, he had a, he had a semi-shot during the Attitude Era. After yeah. the attitude era, could you imagine Van Pedro in the fucking PG era of WWE? That would have been terrible. They probably would have let him go just because he 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 would have done it. Yeah. WCW at that time was horrible. Um, you guys gotta take that over because remember I was such a WWF fan. I towards was the, not towards the end, uh WCW. Uh I agree, WCW. Mr. Dell. Towards the end there was bad. That's why they went under. It just got worse. Behind the scenes politics is what killed WCW. But WCW at one point, they were contenders, man. No one dethroned WWE. No one for years. And they whooped WWE's ass. They were number one in the ratings for I think five weeks straight, which is impossible. And they they just they had the right material, man. Scott Hall, Kevin Nash said, fuck you, they ended up on... I mean, they were doing stuff at the time nobody else was doing. Mm. I'll never forget sitting there watching Nitro and Scott Hall and Kevin Nash just show up and start causing ruck ruckus. And I called my buddy Mike. I was like, Mike, turn the channel. <laughs> Are you watching this right now? This is insane. Like, that didn't happen back then, you know? But, I mean... The cruiserweight division was always better than WWE, in my opinion, and we mentioned that before during our ECW stream. Uh, but uh, I think Vampiro has made <laughs> a statement. <laughs> Hold on, what do we got here? How are you, Mr. Death Metals? And yeah. then not only that, yes. Yeah, and not only that, yo, it's me. Vampiro and ECW would have been interesting. Yeah, I think oh. that would have been very interesting. No. Yeah, yeah. He would have fit in perfectly in ECW, like 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 hands down. He would have been he would have been awesome in, in ECW. 
he would have he would oh. he would have been a fan favorite easy. I you know I even saw yeah. footage of him doing the miss like Great Muda. So you can imagine if he was in DCW, him and Tajiri would have been doing the <laughs> the, the miss together if they were like a tag team or whatever. Well, yeah, he would have been. Could you imagine Van Peter versus Rob Van Dam in ECW? Oh, oh wow, man. Dude. No, what about New Jack? I want to see that since they're both extreme people. Oh, God. They both d- would die. <laughs> it, would never, it would never I think, end. I think they did. I think they did in a, in a, in a promotion. I mean, in a, in a call, man. When you go back to, what is it? That thing they go back to when they're, say, like, with their, like say they they're not famous anymore and they go to like um independent stories or what is it called independent. yeah independent yeah yeah they, yeah they go to yeah I saw I saw um I think it was a do- it was a documentary but I think it was a, a short video on YouTube that uh they did a backyard they were doing they did a, a backyard kind of thing or for a commercial it was New Jack Vampiro I think it was a Saint Clown Posse and they did yeah yeah I don't know if it was a I don't know if it was an actual match, but I think it was just like a commercial or something. Like a promotional commercial. Yeah, maybe it's for a video game. I don't know. But uh yeah, you yeah. yeah, could Martinez says Vampiro managed by Mr. Sinister or Sinister Minister in ECW would have been perfect. That would have been perfect. Uh Mr. Death Metal yeah. says Eric Bischoff deserves some of the blame too. Yes, he does, because Bischoff had a lot of really good ideas. Very good ideas. And that's what kind of got Nitro over. But he couldn't he he let what what's the what's the term? When you let the inmates run the asylum, favoritism, and when you let the inmates kind of run the asylum, that's the term, right? Something like that. He didn't have control, you know. As as much as we hate Vince McMahon sometimes, uh, nobody really crosses Vince. (laughs) You know what I mean? You know, and if they do, if they do, that's because you're a really popular wrestler and you have pull, like Shawn Michaels. Yeah. yeah. Uh but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you know, but that's that's another talk. But I I still glad he did we should have if you if we could get a thousand likes on one of your videos, we should talk about how much we hate John Cena. I <laughs> imagine <laughs> oh, wow. I'll bring up the ECW one night stand against R V D and how the fans <laughs> hate <Ba-da-bum. laughs> We you know, will be, you know, I will be drinking that day because I will be fucking running my mouth. I'll probably have to get up and do this every 10 minutes, but you know, I'll be here. When we first had that song, I thought it was just for, I thought it was temporary because it was like a music video. They were making these music video vignettes for different wrestlers' theme songs. And when that song came out, John Cena was like it was like an eight the A team type of music video, and yeah. he was he was in there, and it, the, the 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 rapper that was with him was like dressed like Mr. T. It was just for that vignette, but for some reason, forty five years later, he still has the same fucking song. I hated how it was in a car commercial one time. I was like, oh fuck no, yeah, like, oh god, you yeah. really sold the song. Wow. <laughs> oh, chat! If you have any vampiro stories, let us know. Okay, I don't have a vampiro story, but uh, why did I say it like that? But it's a habit. A lot of people do it. I did it. Um, going back to Vince Russo, I don't know. I just need. To, I either know if anybody else feels this. Okay, 
I sometimes would watch him like interview other WWE characters or whatever, right? I don't know what it is with his voice. I don't know, maybe because he has such a thick East um, accent, but it gave me such anxiety once. I really thought I was going to have an anxiety attack. Like his voice was just so draining and I couldn't take it. I remember I had to like turn off whatever I was doing. And whenever I feel like anxiety is hitting me hard, I have to move around and do exercise or clean or do something to like, it's almost like you having like an adrenaline rush and you have to go running. But does anybody else feel that way about his voice? I just need to know it's not just me. (laughs) Sounds like he's from Brooklyn, bro. Everything's bro. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not good with that. I'm well. I'm more like with the Philly accent. I'm not good with, but it's (laughs) it's just I'm like, come. Well, here's the here's the thing with with Vince. Here's the thing with Vince Russo. He knew how to get into Vince McMahon's ear, and that's how he got the gig for becoming the storyteller and all that. But he came from an entertainment magazine. He, he knows nothing about wrestling. So a lot of his, a lot of his ideas it, admittedly did help kind of spawn some of the decent moments that we had in the attitude era. The problem though, was a lot of the bad stuff came from him too. And then the attitude era kind of went under towards the end. Do you guys remember the brawl for all? No. Oh, was, oh, shit. That was, that was terrible. horrible, man. That was, and oh, Vince, my God, dude. I, yeah, I, Vince, no, go ahead, I've seen, I've seen better fights. When I was a bouncer, I've seen better fights in a freaking bar than the fights I saw on that freaking, on that freaking thing they did with Brawl for All, man. Like, that is fucking, oh, my God. That is so yeah. insane, man. Brawl for All was like, I mean, like, like everybody was thinking freaking like uh was it Dr. Death was gonna win and he got knocked out like in the first round. And like yeah, all and they, dudes and that they, were like <laughs> and they and the only reason the only reason Brawl for All was created was because Vince Vince Russo didn't like Bradshaw. And Bradshaw was going around, I can knock everybody out. So he came and said, Hey Vince, let's put the, these fighters, let's put these wrestlers together and have them fight each other for real. And it just didn't it didn't work, man. And it was sad too because a lot of these guys were mid carters and it was just like, well, fuck, man. Like, this is kind of fucked up. <laughs> They're basically literally fighting for their career, you know. And Bart Gunn, everyone made fun of Bart Gunn in the back. They were like, You're not gonna beat Dr. Death. It's fucking Dr. Death, man. That guy's from New Japan and shit. You're not gonna beat that guy. He, Dr. Death got knocked out. The winner of the Brawl for All was guaranteed. A storyline with Stone Cold Steve Austin. They were guaranteed to push that high that they were going to go rival against Stone Cold. So everybody was really fighting, and you know, the Godfather was in there. Everybody wanted to be, they want to push. But Bart Gunn, half of the smoking guns, if you guys remember, um, no one, they made fun of him. No one thought he was going to win, and he ended up winning the whole thing. And and that ruined their plans to push Dr. Death against Stone Cold. And then look what happened. They ended up punishing Bart, man. It was fucked up. They're like, oh, okay, well, um, we're not going to push Bart against Austin. We're, we're, I got a better idea. Let's have Bart fight fucking Butterbean at WrestleMania. Butterbean. And, and Bart almost got decapitated. That was fucked up. And then they got rid of Bart after that. I was like, dude, very, very, very fucked up. So, Oh, so we, I, I'm, I've been mean. Dude, I feel so sorry for him. Huh? What's up? Oh, 
Oh, I'm sorry. No, I was just I was saying on on uh, on a uh, bad samurai man. I felt I felt so sorry. I was already I was already feeling sorry for Bart when they said they were gonna when they were gonna give him butterbean man. I was like, dude, that man butterbean at that time, dude, would freaking he can knock a freaking center block in in half, dude, and crush that shit. Cause that dude, dude, they, like he just got. I don't know why they did that, man. Yeah. Yeah, they gave him butterbean helper. <laughs> that was sucked. But anyway, anyway, do you guys want to still chill out, hang out, and talk wrestling, or you want to wrap it up for today? Because we pretty much covered. It. Did I did I miss anything with the documentary? No, we pretty much covered everything. Um, it's definitely something people should go out and watch. I mean, you could either rent it on Amazon. I think it was like what three ninety nine or something like that, yeah. or. Yeah, I would rent it. If you guys want to see it first, like I would rent it first and yeah. then maybe get a physical copy of it if you really want to know more. Hopefully there is like behind the scenes because I want to get it. So, yeah. but mm-hmm. didn't you tell because like um, the thing is with Amazon Prime, if you buy it and then you delete Amazon Prime, it goes with it or something like that. So better just to get the physical copy. Right. Yeah. But uh, overall, fantastic documentary. Uh, props to Mr. Patch, the director, who was also a producer. He was also involved with one of my favorite movies of 2017, Turbo Kid. I didn't know he was involved in that. If you guys want to see a fun uh, throwback movie that's real, it looks like a kid's movie, but it's really violent, <laughs> but a lot of fun. Check out Turbo Kid. But yeah, he's a producer in that. So, uh, but yeah, uh, Daniel, anything else about the documentary before we? Wrap it up for today. No man, I mean no. I mean it was. I mean I just bought it, man. I just said I'm not gonna rent it. I'm gonna buy. I, I just bought it on Amazon Prime, and I mean I'm, eventually when it comes out, the, I'll get the physical copy. I'll get the physical media for it. But I mean it was. I mean it was everything I expected and more, man. I mean that bureau was like I said, he was one of my favorite time, and he always spoke his mind. And just watching the the documentary of every everything about him, what he did, you know how he lives, how he takes care of his daughter, how his daughter's his life. He takes care of everything, yeah. you know, for her. He doesn't want to continue wrestling, but I mean, that's the way he, that's the way he puts food on the table. And that's how, but like, I was going to say, I was going to refer to what, what Jax was saying earlier. The guy's got a name. He's got popularity. He's got charisma and he has, he has a following. So anything he wants to do, rather it's, you know, being on video games, going to, you know, what was it? Um, You know, being a video game on the, on, on Twitch. What is, yeah. Yeah, Twitch and you know, doing other physical things, man. I mean, he can do a whole bunch of stuff. Fluffy, I'm not uh, highlighting your comment. <laughs> Brandon Champion oh. said, "If things don't go make man's way, he will make your life a living hell." Yeah, that's what he's doing right now with um, Alistair Black and who else with Lana? Is that her name, Lana? Lana, yeah, it's kind of punishment booking. She's always getting thrown to a table because Rusev is in uh, AEW right now. Yeah, and Alistair Black got denied going to to NXT mm-hmm. because Zelina Vega apparently has multiple businesses. Yeah, which she is part more of money. Her. Yeah, he doesn't. It's just Vince McMahon is the type he just doesn't like competition. He doesn't like people doing better outside of WWE. But at the same time, I'm sorry, dude, if you're not going to be giving insurance or fucking unionizing shit, it's like yeah, they're going to fucking leave. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, did we not? Did we not see Vampiro? You know, his lifestyle and everything. Yeah, yeah. and that's because he's not as bad as other ones. Hmm. But yeah, overall, this was fun. This was a fun chat. 
Yeah. Fun little stream. Thank you, chat, for joining us today. Uh, talking about Nail in the Coffin. Make sure you guys, if you have not seen it, go ahead and check it out. Nail in the Coffin, the fall and the rise of Vampiro. Yes. Make sure you guys mm-hmm. check that out. And uh, go over to subscribe to Daniel Sci-Fi Century's, uh, Century excuse me, channel. Make sure you go over there and subscribe. Also subscribe to Jack's B, the Ripper. Ripper! As well, show some love and support over there. And we like to thank all you badasses for hanging out with us. Uh, we'll see you guys next time. And don't forget, listen to the words of Vampiro. Relax, have a nice screen, and play PlayStation. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right, guys. Take care. Peace out.